So a title for this sermon, though I don't typically have titles, but a title for tonight is Seeking God's Call, Seeking God's Healing. Seeking God's Call, Seeking God's Healing. Oh God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So begins this psalm, one of the most intense illustrations I've ever read of our human condition. We are indeed a people full of longing. To me, these brief lines reflect much of what a life of faith looks like. O God, I seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. We hear in these words a longing for God, to be closer to God. We might hear our own longings, to have some sense for where God is in this mess of a world that so often does feel parched, no water in sight. And yet, also... My soul is satisfied as with a rich feast, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. Right alongside our psalmist's intense longing for God is a deep, simple knowing, a satisfaction with God's presence, a knowing that enables communion with God in prayer and worship. And so the pendulum swings between the longing for God and the satisfaction for God, swinging through this this psalmist's words. And as we notice that, we might too see a pendulum swing between our human striving, our desire for agency in that longing, and the surrender in the knowledge that only God can truly hold us. It's right here again, my soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Do you see that tension? As I imagine this pendulum swing, I imagine the moment, that fragment of time right in the middle, where the psalmist's intense longing for God meets the deep satisfaction with God's presence. Right there, right in the middle. These are the moments, the fragments of God's revelation in our lives. Perhaps, then, To be called is to notice the pattern in those fragments. I had the honor and privilege this past weekend of preaching a friend's ordination into Christian ministry, and so I've had this idea of seeking God's call fresh in my mind. We of people of faith are a called people. We are called by God to follow Jesus. We are called by Jesus to love one another. And yet sometimes as we seek God's call, trying to follow Jesus, trying to love one another, knowing we're called, sometimes we don't quite know where the heck God is leading us. And if we lean too hard on our own longings, on our own striving, on our own agency, we forget to trust God. We end up in vain trying to control our way through life, often losing sight of God in the process. There are so many people who confuse God with their own longings. I myself 
do it all the time. And yet, if we lean too hard on God, forgetting our own agency, forgetting the power of our own longings, we can wallow in complacency and inertia. I, too, do this all the time. Does anyone else struggle with this? And so our call stories as Christians are pieced, patched, woven together, fragment by precious fragment of those tiny moments in life when our longing for God meets our satisfaction in God's presence, when we somehow sense both our agency and our need to surrender, God's power alive within us alongside our total inability to control anything at all. Can you think of some of those moments for you? The pieces, the fragments at the center of that pendulum swing between your longing for God and your faith in God's presence? Those fragments, those moments that make up your call as a Christian? That place where God's love revealed even for a glimmer of time, a path forward, and you stepped into it, seeking and finding in those fragments a path that felt like yours to follow. For me, I'll admit that those moments can be far too fleeting. Thankfully, as the Reverend Dr. Willie James Jennings reminds us, we creatures live in pieces, and so we come to know redemption in pieces. So then, seeking God's call becomes a process of trying to hold on to those pieces, those moments, those fragments of revelation, trying to make them make sense, trying to grasp what the heck God is calling us to, and then weaving them together into a larger story that is our call. I often think of Richmond Hill as a place where our individual call meets God's call for the city we call home, this city of Richmond, Virginia. Our mission here is to seek God's healing of our metropolitan city, and I find embedded right there in our mission this same tension that we've been talking about, this same pendulum swing between the longing for God and the presence of God, between agency and surrender, We are active in our seeking. We have agency in our seeking. We long for and we work for and we pray for the healing of this broken city. But notice that our mission is not to heal the city. Because we also know we cannot do this alone. We know that our seeking can only take us so far as God can carry us. There it is again, this this interplay between our individual longings and the satisfaction in and surrender to God's power to heal, God's power to transform. Many of you know that we've undergone some renovations in this place since you've been here last. And some of my favorite things about these changes, and I know that buildings are not mission, are not call, and I don't confuse those two things, but some of the things that I'm most excited about the changes to this place, are that if we think about the same pendulum swing between our own longing, our own seeking, and God's call for us, you can also imagine that interplay between the inside of Richmond Hill and the city that we see right there. 
And some of the, the ways that I'm most excited for these renovations is that it seems to have expanded that fragment just a little bit. All of a sudden, we can sit on our deck and see the city that we pray for every day. All of a sudden, with the bamboo gone, we, we can orient ourselves and our lives to that city that we pray for every day. And that, that moment, that fragment in between our longing and God's call is just a little bit more apparent. Because here's the thing. We know that the, fragment of, the fragments of God's revelation in our lives, in our own individual, particular lives, they're not just woven together into our own particular individual call stories with God or our own individual, particular relationship with God. But these fragments, these moments that make up our call, those are also intimately intertwined with the call stories of others and the moments and the fragments of revelation, of God's revelation in other people's lives. And we know that we're called to follow Jesus and we know that we're called to love one another and we know that our call cannot be our own individual particular call because our redemption and our liberation is bound up in one another. Even when one another, those individual particular paths of others cross with ours. Even when they come into conflict with ours. Even when sometimes they seem wholly emphatically at odds with ours. And even when there are those people where we know that they must be totally confused as to where God is calling them because they seem to have strayed so far from the path. We know that we're called to love them too even when we seem to stray so far from our own path. Especially then, we are called to follow Jesus and we are called to love one another. Of course, we know that this path isn't easy. This path isn't easy. We hear this psalm in the wilderness of our Lenten season, and it is a wilderness psalm. We know that our call to follow Jesus, our call to love one another, will ultimately lead us through the chaos and confusion and danger and despair of the cross before we can get to the promise of redemption and hope and new life. But we know that that redemption will come. We know that we are called, and we know that Jesus will lead us there. And here is the paradox, if you will, of all of this. That all that we've spoken today of our seeking and our calling and our longing for God and our trust in God's presence, of finding the the patterns of the fragments, the paradox in all of this is that in all of that, nothing, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thanks be to God.